what was your favorite? What was your favorite Neapolitan showdown? Guest anonymous tan laundry. Um, I mean, I have issues with all of them. <laughs> I guess favorite as way, a way to reshape my favorite that one question. to hate is probably you know your one hit wonder. Um, oh, half of those were not oh, one hit wonders. Yes. Like I, I don't know. I just do your research. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, when you piped in with the Verve being a one hit wonder, I about threw my laptop out of the window. Welcome back, everybody, to Most Awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, Episode 10. Coming at you as we always do. Oh, my God. It feels like we're in the tunnel. You can just hear the music blaring. Our big ep 10. Exactly. Did you, did you think we were going to make it this far to our monumental 10th episode? Oh, did I think I was going to? Oh, I knew we were going to make it. I'm oh, just yeah. waiting. I'm just counting down to the 100th episode, the 200th yep. episode. That's <laughs> I'm, what I'm, I'm, about, I'm about it. Oh, and you know, uh, you know we want to do something special for our 10th episode. So I think kind of coming out of the gate, it's, you know, we got a little bit of the, you know, it's 80 degrees here in New York. Uh, packing away the sweaters. Yeah. It's, it's got a little bit of that last day of school feel, you know. That's you t- right. You turn in all your textbooks, like the teachers kind of untuck their shirt a little bit. They're the cool teachers, you know, for the last couple of days, you know. Maybe right. maybe they drop a shit here and there just to let you know that they, they curse a little bit outside of their own time. Like, maybe talking about going... Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> their cigarettes fall in their pocket and then they pick that back up they and they're like, oh, wait, you guys know I smoke, right? Okay. It's cool. Here we go. That's the vibe we got. We got, you know, wheeling in, kind of going to let the movies play in the background, maybe watch a little sports and it's... We're coming in strong with a new little format for today like what we want to do is inbox has been flooded we want to catch up a little bit on kind of our listeners reaching out to us so we're going to tackle a lot of questions we have sitting there and then we're we're kind of unrolling something we haven't done yet and we're going to have a we're gonna have a nomabber a nomabber guest on here Ooh, it's big surprise visit i can't wait to find out who it's gonna be <laughs> i have i haven't told most awesome that I'm, I'm gonna spring that on him and we're going to have, you know, uh, our official scoring of the Neapolitan Showdown. We'll have them pop in and, you know, a, a third person to weigh in on what the, what the final score is. I know Most Awesome sure. probably excited about that since he usually doesn't get to chime in on how it's scored. Let's, let's kind of, let's look back at the, our previous nine episodes. Uh, I think we're a little, we're not just talk. We walk the walk. We're not full of shit here. That's we're right. A little, uh, a little telemaptic if you will. Right. <laughs> Read the tea leaves. What, what happened through the first nine, M.A.? Well, so here, so we are a sports podcast, yes, and we talk a lot of shit about some other stuff, but here are some of the things that we absolutely crushed out of the box in our first nine episodes. Here's what we nailed, B. We killed it on the NCAA, okay? Mm-hmm. When you asked me to pick a favorite, a mid-level team, and a dark horse, your boy came through, picked Nova, Pick Texas Tech, who made the Elite Eight. And then our dark horse pick, Loyola, making the Final Four, shocking the world with, with uh, Sister Jean there. And we called that first week of the championship week of the NCAA tournament before it even kicked off. Is that a legit? That's a legit three for three. And I believe this was the year that you didn't even, you were above doing a bracket. You didn't have to, you were so dialed in that you can't, like, your energy can't be wasted on this. It's just like, here's winners. If you guys want to win cash, here's where it's at. Exactly. I was like Russell Crowe in Beautiful Mind, just chalking <laughs> it all out on a window. Excellent. <laughs> right. Then after the after the second round of the games, we, we hosted a podcast, and your boy M.A. called the final four. Oh, Loyola, man. Michigan, Nova, 
and your team, Rock Chalk Jayhawk KU. So we crushed it on that one. We absolutely destroyed the NCAA tournament. Yeah, you're dialed in. Dialed in, brother. Maybe it was dialed that, in. It was that vacation you had. You you went, you soaked up some sun. Exactly. Came exactly. Back. I got I got some superpowers from south of the border here. Just dropping winners. Exactly. And then oh and then we've got uh switching from the NCAA, because we're not on a one trick pony, Brandana. We are not. We've got we've got we've got some skills in our in our set here. Um, NFL, Mm -hmm. knocking it out with our boy Des Bryant. And we recorded that pod the day that he was released. And do you know what we said, Brandana? Do you remember what we said? Uh, Refresh my memory, most awesome. Oh, okay, I will. He's not going to get signed before the NFL draft. Check. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to get more than a one-year deal. Check, because... Other teams are saying that they're not even going to sign him for the league minimum mm. already. And we recorded that day of. Oh, mm. God. Doesn't it feel so good when you're right? I mean, it's just like, you know, we've already, we obviously, we bring the entertainment. We bring, like, people like to hear us just because, you know, like, put, put an interesting spin. But it's also to know, like, this is the kind of groundwork, the base is in just fact. Just letting you sports guys know this is right. what's going to happen. And sports gals. Equal opportunity. Right. We love them all. Right. right. We put the fun in fundamentals. Yeah. What, what else did we get right? Does it stop? Does it stop there? Most awesome. I think it, it doesn't stop there. It, no, it, no, it doesn't. doesn't stop. There's more. There's more. It keeps keep it going. going. The hits keep coming. Uh, our boy uh, Maker Mabfield. He, uh, he got picked uh, 6.5 and under. He's working it out. He's, he hasn't said no. He hasn't also said yes. Just for those of the, 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 the you are questioning that, uh, um, we've we've asked Baker Mayfield to change his name to Baker Mabfield. And I'm I'm gonna say he's he hasn't said no he hasn't said yes so maybe that we, that could be another right thing that we have later on down the road. Questions pending. The questions pending. Still up in the exactly. air. Exactly. He's he's exactly. milling it over. He's got a lot of stuff going on with you know, contracts like moving to Cleveland. It's uh, he'll get around to it. There's a lot to handle. Yeah, exactly. It's a big ask, but we understand. So those are the things that we absolutely na- nailed. There's no question about it. Here's some other things that we should definitely take credit for, Brandana. Um, we talked about how boring how boring baseball is, right? And still is. shortly after, still is. Shortly after we dropped that pod, guess what? The Major League Baseball they post their worst attendance records ever. Sixty percent of the league has posted a worse attendance date in 2018 than in all of 2017 last year's season. And here's, go. Here's my question, most awesome. Yeah. Do we have too much power, and are we using it correctly? This is I. I wake up every day and wonder: mm-hmm. Could this go mm-hmm. good or bad? I don't know. Yeah. Who could? Whose lives could I change or ruin today? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ten mm-hmm. percent or ten teams said that they their are their attendance has already dropped off ten percent from the year before. I mean, we're 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 trendsetters, Brandana. I don't know if you know this or not, but we are. With great power comes great responsibility. I take that very seriously. Exactly. Good. I'm so glad you do. Is that all we got right? Most awesome. Did we no. did we branch outside the world of sports even? We we did we we even took it to the stock market. B we took it to the stock market. <laughs> okay, I know we're bringing the heat. All right. So here's the thing: we talk about we 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 had our infamous podcast about Facebook about how we're getting off of Facebook. Mm-hmm. The day that pod drops, guess what happened to Facebook stock? You're saying the day we dropped that pod? What the happened? day we dropped the pod? We 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 had a little mar- we're a market influencer here. Yep. That stock that Facebook stock. Dropped by eight dollars or five percent. Five percent. We just chipped away at a billion dollar entity there. And is there, uh, this is probably, I don't know where the money goes in the stock market when it disappears. Is there a chance that the stock market cuts us a check for that five percent they took from Facebook? I don't know. I, I don't, I just hope they know where to send it. I don't know finances, but I think the answer is yes. I think that's what it is. Excellent. Um, 
and and this segment should be brought to you by the the Dow Jones Industrial. That's what it should be brought to. <laughs> little little shout out for our sponsor right there. Here we go. And then finally, obviously, the Neapolitan showdown is sweeping the nation. People. Old, young, grandmothers. Grand- I mean, it's bringing communities together. It's tearing them apart. Yeah. It's doing all sorts of things. So, whew. and that's and that's just the episodes that are get, that our, our listeners heard, Brandana. I haven't even gone into Pod Two, oh. our Ghost Pod, and all the things that we nailed on there. I, I was I was wondering if you were going to bring up the thing because I think the Ghost Pod, if I remember correctly, Episode Two, the lost episode is. I think we just spent yeah. a lot of time just predicting what was going to happen what were some of those predictions we i didn't know if we want to do it because it looked like a little braggadocious but we should let them know they're fans we should let them know what we're talking about right well pod two was also chock full of guests we had lots of guests on yep and we actually had we actually had uh uh our our president donald trump on i remember that along with stormy you remember that and we brought then we brought stormy daniels on i almost forgot it yeah yeah. i almost forgot about it but i I remember it now i remember yeah you do okay, yeah, exactly. And they had a real kumbaya moment. They both agreed, hey, some things were said that we shouldn't have been. Sure, squashed it. Yep, and we were good. And then we were about to drop the pod. Guess what? Michael Cohen screws the whole thing up. Now it's back on there. Did he? Didn't he? You know who knows? I remember both of them being like, "Thank you so much, most awesome and Brandana." Like this is. I don't remember what the official title. It wasn't like a night but it was like some sort of like special podcast like council that he wanted to appoint us and we were like no we can't do that i'm sorry president trump there's too too many nomabbers out there we have a loyalty we can't be influenced by one side or the other of politics we're just we're just here to squash beef squash rb roast beef sandwiches if you will Boom. Sponsor. <laughs> Boom. Uh. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is, I think actually what he said was uh, a podcast czar is what he wanted. Okay, yeah. Like, uh. I, yeah, I can remember the exact thing. Yeah. 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 No, it's okay. It's it's good. I had it written down. Uh, we also had Ben and Jerry on the pod mm-hmm. to discuss yeah. their three favorites on the Neapolitan ice cream. Uh-huh. Both, they were a little split on chocolate strawberry, but universally they both said vanilla is disgusting. So, yeah. sad we missed out on that one. Yeah. And then, and then finally, the third guest, kind of our, our, our hammer guest, right, our fill in a big spot for our, our segment, mm-hmm. um, was Kevin Costner. And he came in there and he talked about his favorite sport, sports movies of all, all time. And he didn't even have Field of Dreams in his top three. Which I thought was weird. I, I thought that was weird, yeah. Which I, I thought was weird. And, and, and if, you don't, if you remember, his three, which I thought was – he kind of gave us a list. Even though we hadn't even asked the question what his top three is. Correct. He still wanted to give it to us. He said, draft day – Bull Durham. Yeah. And then he said, he kind of came up with a dark horse and he said, surviving the game, which I was like, yeah, I was like, that's, I don't think that's a sports movie, Mr. Costner. And he was like, what do you mean? It's a bunch of guys, rich guys who hunt a homeless guy. It's the most dangerous game. Yeah. (laughs) Which is a little weird. (laughs) Yeah. I just like, Every time I have that memory, it makes me laugh so hard. Yes, surviving the game, I do. I do remember you being thrown off. I remember these two things specifically. I remember you being super polite and calling him Mr. Costa yeah. every time you addressed him. Right. And then I remember his, his obsession with surviving the game and like wanting to hunt people. And I think that was a little bit of when we kind of steered the conversation to another, like a, a, an odd obsession of his, uh, hunting humans. Right. right. But, you know, it's... Yeah. it's and you know what's... It was kind of weird too that he kept asking you to to his house in yeah. Calabasas. Yeah, yeah. He kept inviting you. He's like, you don't talk to many people, do you? And I thought that was a weird question. That was. You know, I, I, I mean, specifically saying, "What's your, like, what's your family most, situation like?" I know. I was like, "Most awesome knows where I'm at most of the time," and he kind of like trailed off. So I don't. So maybe I'm, I'm going to relook at that 
travel plan and maybe yeah. pass on. It's still an interesting. We didn't. We couldn't really levy a decision one way or the other. But he was mm-hmm. adamant that those were his top three. So. Mm-hmm. That was for a chock full episode too. That is, I think that's a great way to kick <laughs> off there, telemathic, on just kind of uh, what this podcast brings <laughs> and what we will continue to bring past episode ten. As always, this is the it may be sports podcast. It's most awesome. I'm Brandana. Uh, please follow us on iTunes. Subscribe. You can search it may be sports. You'll see the Nintendo cartridge and the name of the podcast. Uh, give five stars, leave a little comment, and then also you can send us a message at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. And that's what we're going to hop into right now. Let's get into this MAB inbox. We got five lined up for today. Going to catch up a little bit. I know some of you listeners have been like, when are they going to get to my email? Like, I, I have some thoughts. I don't, we are not overlooking you. There's just, you know, the episode's usually chalked full, but we want, we want to show you guys what's important because episode 10 is important to us. And this is an important time to kind of catch up with your questions and what's going on. So should we just jump into it? Absolutely. This is a segment for the Nomabbers. The Nomabbers. This is dedicated to you guys. We want you to know that we hear you. We check this inbox. All right. So uh, right out of the gate, we have listener Binger emails in. Uh, no, so he's referencing, it looks like right now, going back to sports movies. That's the subject line. Okay. Hey, most awesome. Okay. No love for Hoosiers. My guilty pleasure sports movie, Varsity Blues. Brandana, how about a two-minute intro tutorial about betting lines? I'd like to learn how to lose my hard-earned money. If you ever need a child's counterpoint to most awesome's parenting tips, Little Harrison will bring the heat from Binger. Ooh. All right. Uh, All right. I like, uh, so let's kind of, we're going to break these down right here. It looks like out of the gate, uh, My Guilty Pleasure movie, uh, which you put a question mark. So I guess he's kind of, I don't know if we asked his guilty pleasure movie, but he's going to drop it on us. It's Varsity Blues. Uh, first of all, no love for the Hoosiers. You you a fan of the movie Hoosiers, bro? I do like the Hoosiers, yeah. I, I like it. Shooter McGavin. Or not Shooter McGavin. That's, I'm thinking <laughs> Shooter. <laughs> too, too many. Yeah, exactly. Too many shooters out there. Um, shooter's great. The whole you know, you know, know uh, element of the, the high school team going upstate and, and the whole town surrounding it. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Hoosiers. It just didn't make my top three. Okay. Yeah, you've been people have really been coming at you about this top three list. Maybe next to that ice cream thing. I know. Like maybe people just the Rudy's contender. All right. So you do Hoosiers. We'll say somewhere in your top ten. Is that fair? Top ten. Yeah, absolutely. And it's also kind of the that movie is like sacrosanct of of um, you know Bill Simmons. He's like you know talked about it ad nauseum about his love for it, even going as far to break down the box score on all the players and sure. their shooting percentage, everything like that. So for me, it just for this podcaster, I was like, ah, I can't go out there and follow in somebody else's footsteps. I got to blaze my own trail. Yep, you do. That's what what I love about you, most awesome. That's when I was like, yeah. who should my pod partner be? I said Bill Simmons. No, thank you. Uh, yeah, next exactly. question. Uh, guilty pleasure sports movie. I think we kind of did that, but do you have a guilty pleasure you want to hit me with? His, he likes Varsity Blues. And I did, I think at the time it was, you know, MTV was kind of getting into the making movies thing and it, it kind of had like a, like a little bit of a, you know, dangerous, but like American Pie feel to it a little bit. I don't know, like it felt right. like a sports movie kind of made for high schoolers, which was cool sure. at the time when it came out. Right, right. Yeah, I... I um... Yeah, I mean, I actually like Varsity Blues. I think it's got some good good stuff. But then you've got, you know, Friday Night Lights in that same category. And there's just a few other sports movie, guilty pleasure sports movies that are out there. And I think, for me, um, I think a movie that doesn't get talked out about enough, that's a guilty pleasure. Wait, one second. Is- Before I move on, I want to do this. I don't want your life. Oh. How was that, oh. bro? Is it pretty that's good? good? That's pretty good? That's Jonathan Mock. Yeah, yeah. yeah pretty good, Vanderbeek. Yeah. All right. It's a good beak. Um, 
beak so hard right now. I'm beaking so hard right now. Well, the thing that's crazy that they can't see is you actually became <laughs> Jonathan Mox in that. Like mm-hmm. your hair changed color. It was it was kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to say is is a movie that people don't talk much about is the replacements. The, the Keanu Reeves where they've got basically the scabs uh, football that they're putting out there and they've got John Favreau and all these kind of ragtag guys coming out there. And here's Keanu coming out there as the Keanu. quarterback who has fallen from grace and has got his one opportunity to play. It's a good movie. It's got a good little romantic storyline in it. It's got a lot of uh, humor in it and it's got football in it. So I, I like it. All right. All right. Another, another, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm doing impressions this episode. That's my big thing. I just decided right now. Okay. Okay, let's hit. Let's see it. If I throw the ball less than ten yards, the ball will explode. That was like Keanu Reeves, like a little <laughs> bit of speed mixed in. Yeah. All right, moving on. I like it. That was that was part Johnny Utah, uh-huh. part Keanu, mm-hmm. part Matrix. I like. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah, all all mixed in. It's just a all little Keanu Keanu stew there for you. Uh, exactly. I'll say I got a little guilty pleasure. It made me think about it, and maybe it's just I wanted to show up on my last list and it didn't. I like a little necessary roughness. I'm sure it probably doesn't hold up. And I haven't seen That's a it deep in like pull. I haven't seen it in like 15 years. But I remember little 10 year old Brandana watched some Necessary Roughness, oh. like the Scott Bakula, oh, and his Quantum Leap kind of days. <laughs> and you got Kath, you got Kathy Ireland in that famous kind of shower scene where everyone's like watching her come out of the shower. Yep. Oh, I bet you that that moved the needle for old Brandana. Sure. <laughs> it did move the needle. Yeah, it was uh, you know Sinbad when it was cool to like Sinbad. You know what I? I'll say, oh, wait, I, is it, I, stop, I, is it no, stop no. Cool, being cool? Like I just Sinbad? decided I still like Sinbad. I don't know why I don't see him enough. What's Sinbad up to? I don't know what he's doing. I we don't gotta, know. We got to get him Sinbad, on Netflix. Sinbad, if you're out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to come up with a special. We got to holler at Sinbad. Will you tweet at Sinbad on this episode? Oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Absolutely. We love you, Sinbad. Tweet at him. We'd love, we love for you, you to be a guest on it. That'd be cool to get Sinbad on here. Now I'm kind of obsessed with I think so. I can't do a Sinbad impression, so... Uh, I don't so, even know what you would do to impress <laughs> what, what the line would be to be make a Sinbad impression. I, but I, like, ha, I'm Sinbad. Yeah, it would have to nah. just it would be visual. I put on some like parachute pants and like a bright shirt. <laughs> kind of put an earring in your ear. I yeah. like it. Get I also have a little 1A, 1B on the on the guilty pleasures. Of course. Dodgeball. Of course don't sleep do. on don't don't sleep on dodgeball. Okay, that's, that's a good, good one. That's good. Uh, and and going uh the other direction, blood sport, John Vaught. Oh, good pull. Blood sport. That's a guilty pleasure one. That one's great. Oh, I wanted to also kind of, I think my guilty pleasure, I wanted to test the lines of like, what's a sports movie? So I put the color of money. I love when he wears that like Vinny t-shirt. It's just kind of like if pool's a sport is kind of why I made it like guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that's very rewatchable. Do you want to hit him with the quick betters 101? Oh yeah. Here, Brandana, we'll put two two on the clock and see what you got for us. Yeah, yeah. Let me, um, 100%, let's do it. Okay. And your two minutes begin nowsies okay so the tutorial is coming in when you look at how you're going to bet a game you have two options there is a a line which is set by vegas and then there's a money line the line is the handicap it's going to say a team's favorite it's so you can basically bet on both sides evenly it's usually going to be around you know uh minus 110 to 100 and so that's when you see like the three and a half the four and a half the six and a half so that's one way to bet it the other way to bet it is what is called a money line and the money line is basically you pay a higher premium for the favorite to win $100. Or you, if you're taking the underdog, you can bet $100 to win more. So the example of a money line would be if the Chiefs are playing the Raiders and the Chiefs are favored by 3.5 points, you could either bet that the Chiefs will cover that 3.5 points, and a cover means they have to win by more than 
Uh, so you bet 100, you bet 110 to 100 covering that line, or on the money line, something like that would be, it would be Chiefs probably around minus 180 at that three and a half line, which means you would have to bet $180 to 100, or if you like the Raiders to pull off the upset, you could bet the money line and bet 100, and then you would win like $140. So you win more money by picking the underdog to win directly. And then after that, there is, uh, you can do parlays. So you'll hear parlays thrown around a lot, and I have the odds written down, I had to follow up with them. But basically a parlay is you're picking, you get to bet less money to win more, but you have to pick multiple things happening. And in that parlay, you could, so there's three games going on. Let's say there's Vikings playing the Packers, there's Lions playing the Bears, and Chiefs playing the Raiders. So let's say that uh, the Vikings, the Lions, and the Chiefs are all favored by three and a half points. You'd basically, that's a three-team parlay that would pay off $100 would win you, your ticket would be worth 450. So it's uh, basically, you know, four and a half, you, you win three and a half times your money plus the original investment you made. So all three of those things have to happen. So here's the big better conundrum and what kind of better you want to be. Do you want to be the kind of better that bets a little bit and wins a lot every so often? Or are you want to be the kind of better that risks a lot to win little amounts of money just kind of incrementally at a time? So you could be a parlay better. So you bet, you know, bet $100 to win $450 that the Chiefs will cover three and a half, that the Vikings will cover three and a half, and that the Lions will cover three and a half. So that $100 bet wins you that $450, but all three of those things have to happen. Or you could bet one of the, all those games individually. So it's $100, like $110 to win $100, but if, you know, if two, or th- two out of three of those things hit, you're still winning $90 as opposed to the parlay. But if all three miss, then you end up losing $330, where when you bet the parlay, if you know just one of those things miss, you still didn't risk that much. You only lose that $100. Does that make sense? That's probably around two minutes. It was three minutes, but you were on such a roll. I didn't want to let you go there. Thanks, brother. Thank you. But it was good, though, man. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good explanation because it's, it's really what you really are trying to say is, is that gamblers – especially when it comes to sports gambling, really the, the most important thing is you can kind of set some rules, right? Rules to adhere on to. And following those rules will allow you to make smart betting decisions versus emotional betting decisions. Yeah, exactly. Like it shouldn't be like, I don't ever hear about someone hitting a 17 parlay and I'm like, oh shit, that's smart. Like I should bet more parlays. Right. Like I know what kind of better right. I'm at, I am. And I happen to be right. the kind of better. I like to you know, pay high premium on money lines for things that I think or that I feel pretty confident that are going to happen, which means I, I can't lose as often. We're like a parlay better that bets all 14 parlays. He only needs to hit, you know, like one out of one out of three, one out of four parlays to still make money. And he's risking less where like me, like I, like eight out of my 10 bets have to be right. But we spent enough time on that, but I, you know, Binger, that's uh, your two minute tutorial and hit us up if we can dive in more. And we definitely will be, I think, um, We'll get into it at the end of the episode, but uh, start an exciting eight-part segment in the Gambling Corner, which kicks off episode 11. Ooh, to be fun. I'm very excited. excited. Okay, uh, moving on to next email. This is from uh, listener Joe. Subject line is question. Okay, uh, no spoiler alert there. All right, uh, two, two-part question. <laughs> if you're starting an NBA franchise and you were guaranteed to have a Hall of Fame player at the first position you chose, what position do you go with? Please keep in mind... Uh, the change in the nature of the game and the importance of outside shooting from all positions. Uh, part two is what room in the frat do you think had the most disgusting things happen in it? Garage included. Uh, oh, I, okay. Fellow, fellow frat brother here. Uh, we'll jump into that. Uh, so let's get into his 
his big honking question up here at the top. Uh, NBA franchise, uh, it's guaranteed Hall of Fame player. What position player are you going with? Uh, he gave us a qualifier. Joe, don't worry about the qualifiers. We're professionals here. We know how to take all the information, <laughs> make it play. But Process it. Yep. Exactly. exactly. I, do, I did want to say, I think it's funny with all those qualifiers, that he didn't make the biggest qualification of all, which is going in the, the direction that the NBA is going, we're really kind of starting to see a positionless NBA. Yep, right? yep, yep. Cause, That's cause, my thought. What, 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 what position does LeBron play? What position does Ben Simmons play? I mean, yes, the archetype of, you know, you got your one point guard, two shooting guard, three small forward, four power forward, and five center, right? Those are the traditional positions as we see it. Mm. But really, when you start looking at it, it's, you know, Giannis and these guys and Anthony Davis, they're they're kind of these hybrid players. So to even to sit there and look at the direction of where the NBA is going, and then sit there and say, "Well, pick a position," it'd be near impossible. Because even Russell Westbrook, he's a guard, and people think of him as like a point guard, but he scores, he rebounds, he also makes plays. But he took forty three shot attempts in his last game in the playoffs there against the Jazz. Would, tell me what point guard takes forty three shots in a game? Yeah. So. Um, and, you know, and, and, and it's just not my expertise opinion on it. It's other people's opinion on it. Jalen Rose, you know Jalen Rose, don't you there, Brandana? I do, brother, I do. Yeah. So he talks about that your skill set defines your role on the court, not your size or your position. And he actually kind of went on to talk about that the one through five or the point guard through center was really designed for novices to follow the game. But really when people look at it, it's really about a collective how does your skill set fall into what's out on the court? Um, so from that, I can't really say like a, a point guard or a center, but really what I'd have to look at is the growing direction of where the NBA is going. And I'd have to say I'd, I'd, I'd like to take like a wing player, someone who's maybe 6'8 to 6'10 with playmaking ability. And I think if you have that cornerstone, cornerstone piece heading into the future of the NBA – you can set a lot of different pieces around it and have a lot of specialty pieces go around it. But if you have that athletic 6'8 to 6'10 player who's going to be a Hall of Famer mm-hmm. and he has playmaking abilities, I think your whole team gets better and you can do a lot of interesting things on the defensive end as well too. So I can't, so I can't really, really say, say like, like a, 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 a position per okay. se. Yeah, so uh, I looked at this. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, you hit it on the head. I was thinking about just kind of you know defining – exact positions seems like a little antiquated and didn't quite fit for me trying to decipher it. But at the end of the day, we're talking Hall of Famer, and what we're talking about is picking a player we want to win championships. So I looked up right. just kind of who had the most championships. Out of the top 26 players, uh, some of these were a little bit combo with forward, guard. Uh, basically, if if guard showed up on their stat sheet, then I count them as a guard. If forward and guard came okay. up, then I count them as like forward. <laughs> Uh, so I, I wanted this. My initial instinct, most awesome, was to say center, just because like right, the right. back a dominant center is it's just a game changer. They're so rare right now for a number of reasons. Like I think a lot of the reason you're talking about is like now those centers can kind of shoot those outside shots, and nobody's really playing right. that physical banger basketball game down low. Which I think if you you know if you dropped Nakeem Olajuwon in the game right now, like he would dominate even more than he dominated back when he played, just with kind of what's going on lane. You disagree? No, I don't, I don't know if he would dominate anymore. Um, I think, you know, it'd be interesting. I, Akeem, it would be an interesting thing to think about if he had to check DeMarcus Cousins or Anthony Davis out on the perimeter, an area maybe where he wasn't 
necessarily versed in defending, but he was a great athlete, so I, I don't think it would have been a challenge to him. David Robinson would have been a challenge to him, but like a Shaq, if you think about a Shaq, that would be that would pull him way out of his comfort zone, right? Yeah, I guess I guess that's a good point. I was looking more offensively. I I picture like Delane a little quote unquote softer now is probably too extreme, but uh, right, right. picture Akeem doing a lot more of what he wants to do with his post moves down low. But I think you bring up an excellent point. Like the defense would be a different game where usually he's used to kind of being in the right. paint and like having someone back him down, like he might get stretched out a little bit and have jumpers put in his eye, not being able to close out right. quick enough. So anyway, on the list, there was uh, five, uh, five were centers. Uh, I did the top 26. I just kind of broke it down on five or more championships, one. Uh, five being center and 14 being guards, which kind of made me go to a guard. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions real fast on this most awesome. Um, sure. Who has more championships? Uh, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, or Robert Ory? Robert Ory. He has six. He has seven. Seven. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. But I know he had most... Seven on three different teams. I just... I don't know. That, right. was, that was like the kind of... Like even more than, you know, like Magic Johnson has like five. It's stuck out there. Like that's, uh, that's a lot of championships. Yeah. Big shot Bob. <laughs> big shot Bob. So let's take this question the next step further. Uh, I'll list you off some players that okay. uh, are in the league right now. And we'll just ask you, you know, who, who would you take? Like first pick. I'll give you uh, Kyrie Irvin. Give you Ben Simmons. Give you Embiid, give you Anthony Davis, and Anthony Towns. Who do you build a franchise around right now? Not from the beginning of the career, but you know, most awesome brandana kung fu girl brought to you by sports <laughs> franchise <laughs> located at the frat. Chopping. <laughs> what what player do you build your franchise around? Mm. Today, right now. Today. Right now, right now. Yep. So like if they're older, <laughs> like you don't get their glory years, you don't get to develop them, they're coming on your squad right now. Right. Are we are we taking into account Kyrie's knee injury right now? Like, like we he's are. actually injured. We are. Uh, okay. You know, or, I. Or we're assuming he's healthy. We, let's do healthy. My knee jerk was like, yes, today. But you're right. Like, I don't. I want to know your thoughts on him. Like, if he was 100 percent Kyrie. But obviously, right. I want you to weigh in like health concerns. Like, if they do have a tendency to tendency to get banged up. Right. I'm probably gonna go Anthony Davis today. Right now. Because I think he's got, I mean, he's playing the best basketball out of all of those guys. Um, he's got he's got the most impact on both sides of the uh, of the of the court. Um, I'm probably going to go Ben Simmons two, Carl Anthony Towns three, um, and Bead four and Kyrie five. Mm, I like Kyrie. What do I like about Kyrie? Well, first off, Kyrie is a shot getter. I mean, you can just put yeah. him out there, and he's going to get buckets. And you know, when the Cavs won the finals two years ago, um, having him hitting those big shots and stepping up in those big moments, yeah, that's where he is at his best. He's a clutch player. However, on the defensive side of things, he is not anywhere close to any of those other four players. And he also thinks the world is flat, which I would immediately have to kick him out of my fucking locker room. Do you think, is he fucking trolling us? There's no fucking way he thinks the world's flat. I don't know. I don't know. The, the flat earth thing has really gotten out of control. But we could have a whole rip from the headlines talking about like crazy shit athletes say, like Sammy Watkins thinking like he's a lizard person. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, Man. Kyrie thinking the world is flat. It's, it doesn't, if I'm, if I'm the president of Duke University, I'm kind of like, 
he didn't go to many classes here, so he, he's not really representative of our, of our school. You just, you're just like, I want to clear, clear it up. Like, he didn't attend a lot of classes. He didn't. Right. This isn't on us. Uh, okay, right. you put, let's, add, let's put that in the MAB archives, and I think that's a good like thing it. to circle back around, like, fucked up beliefs. Uh, okay, so that's, uh, so real fast, just to close out this little question. Bill Russell is number one with most championships, uh, played center with sure. 11. Uh, Sam Jones. Uh, played in the late 50s, early 60s era, uh, second right. with uh, 10. He was a guard. And then there's right. uh, three people with eight, which is uh, Tom Henson, uh Casey Jones, Tom Sanders, uh, John Havlick. Okay. Oh. Yeah, John, John Havlick. Okay. Yeah, those, those are all Celtics players. So, I mean, that's in that era where they won... 10 straight. Yeah, I wanted to put that. That's or 8 straight, I should say. That'll come up later. I wanted to have LeBron James. Remind me about LeBron James when we get into the Neapolitan showdown. Okay. Uh, second okay. question from Joe. What room in the frat do you think had the most disgusting things happen in it? <laughs> the garage is included. I don't know why it says garage. So oh. what, what do we do in the garage? P90X was, I guess, kind of technically disgusting by the definition. It was like four dudes like sweating it. We did back at the frat. Yeah. Uh, we kicked off together, four of us. I'm sure you're going to want to let them know I skipped leg day. Uh, just let's get that out of the fucking way. <laughs> oh, I was going to do that. <laughs> oh, that's not, part, oh, I'm not going to let it. Okay. Well, but we did P90X in the garage. Maybe that's what he was referring to. We also had some play rehearsals down there, and Trent and I also wrestled one time. In the yeah, that's okay. But all the memories okay. I have of it. Well, there was also a lot of beer pong played during the Super Bowl in the in the garage, if you remember, right? We played a lot of beer pong in there. Oh, no, the, and the, the neighbor recorded us? Yeah. Yeah, which is weird, which is really bizarre. Very weird. Uh, what, what, what room um, so you got? In the frat. Yeah. So we're not counting Miss Jerry's uh, downstairs abode, right? Because <laughs> here's, here's what. Okay. So we're, we're going garage. We'll go uh, bathroom two, which is the bigger bathroom. Uh, we will go uh, living room. We'll go the nook. We'll go kitchen. And then I guess like bedrooms. Three bedrooms? bedrooms. Yeah. yeah. Three bedrooms. So obviously miss jerry gets down and you guys someone someone betted miss jerry and we'll get to that in a in a future frat moment right where mm-hmm. you were a gentleman caller of miss jerry <laughs> but um um i'm gonna have to say the nook because you lived in the nook correct i did right? yeah i don't know why that helps Bang. your story but yes i did live no in the no, nook. no no right well it just it's i'm just setting a no it's not you in particular it's the it's the cumulative disgustingness factor sure, right sure because you, you had you had binger in there who was uh-huh. who was the originator of the Nook, and didn't didn't uh, one of the Torque brothers live there? Andrew Andrew York, yes, yes, yeah, and so he did. I'm sure he did unseemly things in there as well too. <laughs> so I'm going with the Nook. I, I think I mean the Nook's a safe bet just with the average of traffic you had going through there, and I think it was right. also yeah Nook's not bad. I'm going to say the front steps wasn't even on my list, but I did <laughs> watch you. <laughs> I don't know how deep I can get into this. It's funny because I could bring up front steps and you could bring up leg day or you could bring up birthdays, which is very a very deep cut. That's insider, right, right. which we won't be right. bringing up. But uh, yeah, you piss on the front steps. <laughs> so you piss on the front steps of the front. <laughs> facts are facts, and that that is you know that is the most quote unquote disgusting thing that I, that I, like I witnessed. That you witnessed. Yeah. Also, yes. like I'm sure, like I'm, I'm sure there was some golden showers going on in the other place. <laughs> yeah. So, so. I mean, an anonymous. Tan Laundry has some story that I'd love to jump into, but also there there would be for every story every story you point one way, there's four stories pointing right back at you, and I, I can't get into that. I don't have the arsenal to get into that war because old Brandana will be left in a little apocalyptic dust yard if I start firing his way. Right, and and just so if my kids are listening, 
uh, piss is a euphemism for sweeping the steps. Oh, I, just yeah. put that out there. <laughs> I was dusting it off. It was fall cleanup. So I, I think I think there will be a, a question available to. Oh, we should. Did we go through? We went through Banger's email. This would be a great time. Is this podcast kid friendly? Most awesome, most awesome oh. parenting tips. No, the answer is unequivocally <laughs> no. It All is right. not. A right, quick answer. Um, so don't don't play it for Harrison, Banger. Don't play it for Harrison. Uh, but what, okay, so we got a uh, no subject line in this one, but. Uh, this is from Father Issues. Dear M.A., can you be my dad? Sincerely, Father Issues. Oh. See, I knew this was going to happen, Brandon. Yeah, I know, Ten man. episodes in, mm-hmm. somebody already is Ready to be, to be their daddy. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a little, it's flattering to me. Yeah. But you know what? I want Father Issues, if you're listening out there, mm-hmm. I want you to know that I love you, but I am happily, you know, in a relationship. And, and I, while... I'm oh. sure you're perfectly loved. You took it. You took it a little bit I mean? more as like, will you be my how, daddy as opposed yeah, to yeah, my how, dad? Yeah, exactly. How else would you take it? And I'm sure it's man or woman. Okay. You know, chances are good because they hear the sexy voices, they hear the parenting skills, oh, sure. and they're like, I just want ma. He, and obviously, tail of ten inches lamp. So clearly, we, <laughs> I, I, I'm telemapthic here, so I know what's going on. Getting all so, your highlights. Yeah. So so so. Uh, father issues if you're out there uh thank you i'm 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 supremely flattered um and it's good to know that i have options you know yeah it's nice nice to know all right uh there you go we will i don't know how to tell you that's a that's a no but but keep listening father issues uh okay yeah. uh our next one is from 10 entry 10 inches of victory and reigning champion Hey guys, doing a, uh, hey guys, doing a great job. I love the tone you set on your podcast. I often feel like you guys are having arguments and discussions that I've experienced within my own friend group over the years. It's honestly nostalgic. So I was wondering, Brandana, were you at all coached by Hulk Hogan? Because he is the only other person I've ever heard use the word brother the way Smurfs say Smurf. I also want to say that I love Most Awesome, including Ronda Rousey, as one of the great upsets because fighting is ultimately the only true sport uh, or possible. There are many sports and fighting is something more. I really liked it being included and was wondering if you guys had thoughts about expanding your coverage of MMA at all. Keep up the good work. Ten inches of victory and reigning champion. Uh, okay. Thanks, ten inches. Thanks. Don't really know what that's a reference to, but whatever you're a champion of, uh, congratulations, and I'm sure it was... Earned would be strong, but luck happens right. to all of us, whatever that may be. Uh, so let's tackle this question. Uh, I can come out of the gate with, was I coached by Hulk Hogan? I was not. I do remember growing up, and I don't know where the brother came from. And I, it is on my radar when I re-listen to these podcasts how often I do sure. say brother. But I mean it because that's my pod partner, and that is my brother. Right. And I will Hulk Hogan right. all the day long. And if truth be told, I was an Ultimate Warrior fan. How about you, WWF? Do you watch a little bit? Who is your favorite wrestler? Oh, uh... I mean, obviously Hogan is is up there. Ultimate Warrior, I loved it. Just the loved shaking it. of shaking of oh. that, he was just awesome. He gets oh. you pumped up, and that dude was just roided out. Um, <laughs> another big favorite was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, right? Oh the yeah, big two by four and the big goofy like uh, yeah. the tongue out, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Those are those are my three. You know, oh, Mister Perfect was pretty good too. Oh, you like the little Mister Perfect? Uh. I like yeah, the, uh, was all right. I, I like the Bushwhackers. I remember me and my brother being obsessed with the Bushwhackers. I think that's the first the first thing that made you lick your brother's armpits, like trying to do an impression. It's just like no impression is worth that Bushwhackers. Right. The first the first time. The first. What, the first what, was, time. The, what was the second time? The, right that was there. it. Come it was on. it was one. It was a one and doneer. One and done. One done. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. MMA talk. Uh, 
Are we going to do more coverage, expand our coverage? Do you watch MMA a lot? I try to get into it a little bit. I don't know why it doesn't stick. I'm not like anti it. I don't see it like as barbaric. I just kind of, I don't know. I, it never right. it never just clicked. Yeah, here's, here's I have some thoughts on that too because it is enjoyable. Yeah, I like going out to the events, although the pay-per-view, you know, getting the pay-per-views is, is kind of hard to do because I would say the casual fans, and I think you and I, Brandana, would consider ourselves casual fans. Mm-hmm. It's tough to follow... Because the, there is such a high level of turnover at the high at the champion level positions, mm-hmm. it's hard to get an understanding of like, well, this is my guy, and I'm going to see him. Yeah. Because literally, that dude could get knocked out by some six and five jobber because that's the nature of of ultimate fighting or or the MMA. Yeah. It's you step into a ring and you're not guaranteed. There's no. There's no Floyd Mayweather's, and I only say Floyd May- Mayweather not for my appreciation of him, but because of his consistent champion-level production, right? Yeah. You're just not going to see that in MMA. You kind of need that for a casual fan to get into something. You need right. kind of a, you know, like a benchmark. You need a Patriots. You need kind of a champion. Maybe that's it. Maybe if it was a little, I mean, I don't really watch boxing. Is it oversaturated? And maybe that's not fair, but it's like, I don't know when a match is playing, if I'm watching a premium match, or if it's kind of like soccer. There's so many different soccer leagues. I don't know if I'm watching something that's going to, like, change the landscape of, like, the actual soccer game, or if I'm watching, you right. know, like, just kind of the the JV of the JVs, like, duking it out in, like, one match, and these kind of have no ramifications. Right, yeah. The undercard matches, it's hard to tell if the undercard matches are... Like, you know, what's the hierarchy of it? Is the build-up to it? Um, and, and this, I, I should preface, 10 Inches is is all for, you know, not knowing much about it. You know, John Jones was probably the preeminent, you know, uh, mixed martial artist that was out there. But he, you know, got lost in the sauce, as you'll say, and has some issues. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I really don't know. I know Chael Sonnen because he talks a lot of shit. And I know some of the, the the lifers, but aside from that, I don't really know who the major players are. And I will think a lot of the stigma, like you talked about, about it being more violent, um, I think is what kind of also hurts the casual fan. And actually, I'd probably argue that it's less violent than, say, like a boxing or – well, the boxing, that's it's only comparable because – those di- those those guys are not going to get punch drunk and and be you know in their forties yeah, like a Vander Holyfield slurring their words because when you get knocked when you get caught in an MMA you're done that's it the, the fight's over whereas you can get your bell rung in boxing and you get a ten count to gather your wits and then go back in it and proceed to get your head bashed in so I think the stigma is that it's more violent but in actuality I think it's it's going to have a you know, better served athletes in the long run. All right, 10 inches. I just want to show we are here to, you know, we want to make our fans happy and we're, we're up for exploring. So 10 inches, do us a favor. The next like kind of bout coming up, shoot us an email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who's fighting. Let us know what we should get excited about. Let us know what's on the line. And uh, yeah, maybe we'll do a little live call to each other and kind of discuss what we're seeing. Could be fun. I like how that you put that we're not afraid of experimenting and 10 inches in the same sentence right there. Like, I think. <laughs> dangerous, dangerous ter- territory. Dangerous. Uh, okay, jumping into the next email. Thanks for that. Uh, 10 inches. All right, we got uh, with frenemies like these. Uh, Ola Gilmoro del Torbros. All right. Ooh. This guy keeps bringing it. Keeps bringing it. I like it. There you go. Uh, yeah. I, I assume you're both in good health. Brandana, how the hell did you not have LFO Summer Girls as your one-hit wonder? I have heard you try to sing it a thousand times. I have witnessed arguments where you threatened to beat up friends if they didn't agree to you that I love Kevin Bacon, but I hate Footloose is an amazing lyric. 
Uh, you mirrored most of your life from the music video, which is why you barely wear your shirt like you work at Abercrombie & Fitch. Do you believe LFO had other hits? Uh, would you rather be wrong, <laughs> sir? This song certainly does not fuck. Uh, Freshman is the shit. Question. What's your favorite jock jam you only have 10000 to pick from? I got CNC Music Factory. Everybody dance because we work hard, we play hard with frenemies. Signed with frenemies like these. Um, okay. You know what? Once again, this is... If you can't tell, I think we can reveal... Who this frenemy is? It's signed frenemy. This is most definitely the original frenemy. This is the Doff. Doff emailing at us like he does. A very loyal listener and emailer. Thank you for that. And once again, he most awesome. I don't know how he keeps doing it. He has corrected us once again. My favorite one-hit wonder is, of course, anyone that knows me. It's my go-to karaoke, quote-unquote, song. Uh, I used to. Quick fun fact. Got into honor choir in high school, not because I could sing. Uh, they just let me in because I auditioned for it, and they were like, whatever, this guy can come in if he really wants to be. So when it came time to choose, uh, choose songs to sing, they highly recommended I, uh, I do something that was a little less singy, a little bit more talky, like uh, why not a good old-fashioned white guy rap song with uh, LFO Summer Girls. And so that's how that happened. I sang LFO... Uh, LFO, Summer Girls, in Elma, Kansas, in front of, like, this town of, like, a thousand, like, all these parents coming. They're like, never heard of this song, didn't know me from Adam, what the fuck was going on? That was my, that was my musical, oh, theater, musical theater <laughs> debut, and that's when it ended also. Uh, I like it. Yeah, how did it not make your list? You just, you just forget about it? You just I think tamp was, it down and didn't want to ever bring it up again? <laughs> just, like... I don't know why it was. I mean, it definitely like they didn't have other hits. Like it definitely That's wasn't for sure. that. I, I didn't. It wasn't that I didn't think they didn't qualify. I don't. I just remember. How did you? I remember searching like a bunch of one-hit wonders, and I it just it didn't come across my radar. It never come up because it was was it was '99, right? It was. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was maybe maybe if people were considering it more 2000 s because maybe it came out in '99, but maybe got a lot of radio play in 2000. I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan, so I have no idea. <laughs> well, I am a fan. It was 99. Another song I missed. Uh, do you remember what is it, Eiffel 65 Blue? Yeah, I'm Blue. Da, I'm da, da, one, right? da, da, da. Yeah. I don't know oh, how yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I rocked, I rocked some of that Blue. Like, I listened <laughs> and bought that song, like, song unironically. Uh, okay, so question. What's your favorite jock jam? My favorite jock jam? I'm going to have to go. And this is a good question. I like this. Um, it took me a little bit to think because CNC Music Factory is a real good one. It's a real strong mm-hmm. jock jam. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with Quad City DJs, Come and Ride That Train. <laughs> yeah, Come on, Ride That Train. <laughs> do, do, and Ride It. Yeah, anything that has like a little bit of a dance that anybody can do. Like people yes. can't see you, but you're doing the – everyone I'm knows exactly the... what Most Awesome is doing. He's pulling the train. Exactly. He's riding that train and ride it. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Every every unrhythmic white guy can do that dance and feel good about themselves on the, on the dance floor. I don't know when I saw that question why I just pictured you kind of singing and doing like a little thing to like who let the dogs out? Like I pictured that up your alley. <laughs> I, I pictured you ooh, 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 I could picture you barking. Like I kind of I just let you know I pictured that. Uh I my okay. jock, my jock jam is it's not really a jock jam. Uh, I went kind of more, and maybe you can go if you can jump on my kind of thought process if you want to. Like maybe if you're warming up for a co-pilots game, co-pilots was the name of our basketball league, our basketball yeah. team in the league that we played in LA. Like what songs in your earbuds? And I had Nelly number one. Uh, okay. And number one, 
sit down there. Like, oh man, that was my warm up song. What was yours? Good, Nelly. Nelly, yeah. Uh, uh, Nelly had a lot of hits. Nelly Fox. Consider Nelly, Nelly does fuck. <laughs> and great, yet another great um, email, Doff. And and at this point, do we have to start thinking of Doff? As the MAB Obudsman, maybe the Obuds Map, mm, mm. the one person to fact love check it. us. I love it. I love it. Okay. You know what? Uh, that why don't you email us off? We are officially extending the olive branch. If you, uh, I mean, you're already kind of doing it in an unofficial capacity. It's almost like right. we like keep your enemies closer. Like we almost have to befriend him and get him in the circle to really kind of rein him under control. We'll bring him in the fold, and then I'll slit his neck. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yes, of course. Please be your own buds, man. Uh, all right. Well, I think we got to have a song coming up here, brother. And I know you get excited. Uh, I'll let you throw us to the jam. And then I'm going to surprise him. I'm going to see if he can throw us to the jam on the Neapolitan Showdown. But we have a guest today. And our Very guest, special guest is none other but he's a frat brother. Ooh. Loyal listener. Loyal emailer. There you go. Talking about the one... The only anonymous tan laundry. Oh! I love it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, let's get him on the horn. Throw us to the jam, brother. Hit him with the jam! All right, guys, this is episode 10, and we have an exciting new segment for the first time in MAB Sports Podcast history. We have a guest on the show. It is a frat, but we came into it. We let you know all who it was. Why don't you, uh, Anonymous Tan Laundry, say hello to the listeners. Hello. What's happening? <laughs> Thanks for having there me. There it is. Yes, of course. Oh, man. Excited to have you. How you feel, Ben? It's, I'm excited. It's kind of I've been a fan side? since I was a yeah. little kid. <laughs> <laughs> So just eight short weeks ago, he was a little kid. <laughs> just uh, a newborn Mabber. So nice. welcome, uh, no, uh, no Mab, to the podcast. Uh, I'll kind of give you a breakdown of what we're going to hop into. Uh, as you listen to the Neapolitan Showdown, you can see maybe it's a little one-sided when I score it every time. So what we'd like you to do is we have a subject we're going to hit today. There's not a lot of consistency with that scoring, apparently. So I think I think you'll actually head up the scoring on this if you. What we're going to tackle is in honor of our tenth episode. We're going to do milestones. It's uh, kind of top three milestones. We're going to do our MVPs. Uh, we'd like you to contribute an MVP and then also a sixty-second tale from the frat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite? What was your favorite Neapolitan showdown? Guest on Miss Tan Laundry. Um, I mean, I have issues with all of them. Uh, <laughs> I guess favorite as way, a way to My favorite that one question. to hate is probably you know your one hit wonder. Um, half of those were not one hit oh, wonders. Yes. Like I, I don't know. I just do your research. Ah, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, when you piped in with the verb being a one hit wonder, I about threw my laptop out of the window. <laughs> uh, I mean, that was I, you wouldn't say like okay. But the majority of the population would consider the verb a one-hit one. I, I well, did, the majority of the population in England would not call them a one-hit one. Okay. I, sure. I don't think we have any no-mappers there. We've got India, so I don't do. know. That's about as close. We have India. We have Ireland. We have, uh, I think, a Costa Rica. Haven't cracked Canada yet. 
We should make Canada no. Canada a goal in these next. I'll let I like each it. one of us Canada on there. Uh, okay, so your quote unquote favorite is the one that gets you most enraged, which is what the Neapolitan Showdown is supposed to do. So let's uh, we're gonna do we're gonna do milestones. Why don't you uh, throw us to the jam, Jim? Introduce the music. <laughs> so here comes the music. So how do you see the stuff? They take <laughs> kick the jams. <laughs> so let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. Okay, uh, Neapolitan Showdown, here we are. We're talking, uh, in honor of our 10th episode, we're talking top three milestones. And we have our uh, guest correspondent, uh, Anonymous Tan Laundry, who's going to help uh, score us on this. So, Anonymous, should we start at three and go to one, or should we start at the top and work down? Oh, I always start at three. Start at three? Okay, we'll, we'll right. start at three and move up. Uh, so, yeah, we'll voice these and then let us score it. Uh, most awesome since you won last week. Why don't you kick us off? Beautiful. All right. So the one thing that I wanted to talk about with these sports milestones is it's not just, hey, like the impossible that could never be attained again. Um, so I'm thinking like, you know, the the seven straight titles by UCLA or Cy Young's 511 wins. Those are almost kind of different sports when they were played back then, right? So I, I can't even look at them as milestones in today's in today's category, because I, I think of a milestone as something that could be attainable in the future, and those things are so far gone that they're never, ever going to be touched ever again. Oh, okay. So I, I, I looked at I, stuff I, that's going to be attainable. I kind of feel like I went different. I went milestones is just like, this is such a milestone, like it can never be achieved. Like, it's almost like, forget about it. Like, because it's literally, what's a milestone? A milestone is a marker, and a marker, like something just mind-blowing had to happen. Like, you're not going to get to this. Right, and then well, if that's the case, then it, your 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 list should be pretty simple. It'll be eight straight by the Boston don't, Celtics. Don't get into my list. It'll be don't seven, worry about my list. It, don't it, worry right, about exactly, my list. because that will never happen again. Because the game is changed, so you can't look at the game, you know, or or Brett Favre. Uh, I'm sure it's probably going to crack your list okay. too in his consecutive Just stop starts, fucking right? Naming so, Just, what's, what's exactly number right. three? Because because those are all things that will never be touched again because the game is ultimately different. So here's where I'm going to go for something that feels like it could be plausible but will never be touched. Here's a, here's my number three milestone: Jerry Rice's career receiving yards, twenty two thousand eight ninety five. It'll never be touched. If you do the math on that. Um, Basically, if you look at the top over the last decade, the top leading receiver each year in the NFL is roughly between 1,500 and 1,600 yards. That's basically 14 straight years of leading the NFL in receiving. If you put it in context, uh, probably what the, the best four receivers in the game are Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, A.J. Green, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. They all average 12 to 1,100 yards uh, a, a career or uh, uh, career receiving yards in a season. So that, my friend, is my number three milestone. It's never going to be touched. Even with the league shifting the way it is to more passing, no one's going to no touch yeah, that's, that's that 22, that's, not 895. I, I think you're kind of uh, contradicting a little bit to what your definition was. The point was you wanted to set stuff that was obtainable, but I will agree with because I went the way I think you're talking, like this won't be attainable. And it is kind of shocking because number one, Jerry Rice played in a little different like rules. Like a little hand check, a little bit more uh, from the cornerbacks, and also uh, he, yeah, like you said, the passing yards are opening up. Like it's just 
Yeah, I, I don't see that being touched. Uh, I'm going to put my NFL one against your NFL one. It is one that you mentioned earlier. I'm saying Brett Favre's Iron Man streak of 297. And here's why. Here's a couple things. Number one, uh, just injury, like concussion protocol, uh, even at the quarterback position. Sure. So, uh, so he's got 297 straight. That's 16 and a half years if you play 16 games a season which is a long fucking time. So uh, concussion. Sure, but you couldn't out. a kicker break that? Couldn't a kicker break that streak? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but here's the thing. It's, like, it's like, attainable like, just by showing up. Let's talk about accomplishments on the gridiron. Oh, but it is an accomplishment because I like that's also in the NFL where the average career lasts like two and a half years. Uh, a tenure ship of that long is re- like you have to be kind of a blue chip player. So to be a blue chip player and then also start every game and even at the like a position that's so important, like that is... That is by definite. It is a milestone. It is impressive. It is uh, going to be very hard to touch. Right, and mine takes all of those into account, and then adds actual performance into it as well too. Because yours is just strictly just showing up there and and, and starting the game. I actually talks about having the longevity and the production to back it up. Yeah, but I mean, like, how say I, you? Uh, you want to score this anonymous stand laundry? Do you need to hear anything more from? I, mean, I have problems with both. I think that any uh, passing stat <laughs> is, ju- is destined. To, look, this is the way. This is the way the NFL is going. Like any passing record is going to get broken. It's going to because that's they're launching all over the field. You're saying, you know, just because right now the receivers and what they're what kind of production they're putting up, you know, a stud could come along and and eclipse that. I I, I don't think that it's untouchable. I think Brandon's. Brett Favre is way more likely to stand because he's right. I mean, like, <clears throat> look, Brett Favre speaks like he was kicked in the head by a mule now these days. I mean, like, there's no way that anybody's going to let him do that again. Any player do that again. And you talk about a kicker. Is, oh, man, I mean, are we even close in as far as longevity records for kickers? I feel like they get traded the second their their foot starts to slip just a little bit. I mean, Brett Favre is way more valuable than a kicker. I don't know. I think yeah, I – Right. I'm not, I'm not comparing it as a kicker per se, but I'm saying a kicker could easily break that streak. You could have a Morton Anderson play for 20 years and and, and break that streak. Mine, mine is is about the production. And, and I took the sample size of the last 10 years to show – what the direction of the passing yeah, yeah, is I, I, going like, yeah, I, I, to set that as a as to set that as the benchmark. I think your trend was awesome, but I think to the point where anonymous needs to ATL needs to give me some points is the fact that I, I get yours is performance based, but it's also performance based in one year. Where I'm talking to get to six to get the opportunity in the NFL to play for sixteen and a half years, your level it already speaks to the level of your performance. Like like packaged in that sixteen and a half years is the fact that you are a fucking gamer. Right, and I'm saying you'd have to lead the league in receiving for 14 straight years at 1,600 yards a year to even sniff out Jerry, Re- Jerry Rice's career receiving All right, record. ATL, score this first one. What do you got? Uh, I'm still going with Brandon, but, man, this is tough. These are number three. I don't need uh, – wow, this is going to be rough. Yeah, so this is uh, – how many points do you want to give me? One. <laughs> right, just cut to it. All right. One. All right, oh, all right. Okay, one, it's not insurmountable. All right, one, okay. one, one to zero. Okay, uh, I won that one, so I'll go with number two. My number two is another one you fucking brought up, so I'll get it out of the way, is I'm going to do the UCLA seven consecutive championships. I, I think it's just like right. it's but it's my, again we're talking milestones and that's that's almost why I didn't do like to me like you know I thought about a hundred points in a game and I didn't want to bring it up because that's kind of like not an anomaly a little it's bit basic. like it's an amazing performance but like milestones just like 
we so we already know we're championships what's that milestone we can set and the milestone is seven championships in a row right and and you'll never get it again because of the way that the one and done league the one and done rules have changed the landscape of college basketball players were required in that era to stay they Kareem Abdul-Jabbar didn't even play his freshman year because he played he played on the JV team the That's UCLA uh, JV what's that Wilt too. Wilt too. Is that what you said? Yeah. So the the whole landscape of college basketball is totally different. So you're comparing like apples and oranges. It's the same argument that uh, baseball players, baseball enthusiasts, chip away at Babe Ruth's records because they didn't let black people play in in that era. So how how strong could his records be? So you're comparing an, an era where UCLA seven straight championships where you've got guys who have to stay basically four years, right, and, and build camaraderie, of course it's never well, going to get broken again I, today because the landscape is totally I different. If you change the landscape, though, and, doesn't mean you take the records off the books. The landscape changed. Right, Fine, right. whatever. I, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that that milestone almost should be in its own category. Like I said, like the same thing with Cy Young's wins or, or, or the um, – um, the Celtics championships in the NBA with free agency. It's totally the different, category, but it's apples and oranges. The category is Brandano wins in the Neapolitan showdown. That's what category we're putting it in. Uh, I don't goodness. know, because you haven't even heard mine yet. Bring it. You haven't even heard mine yet, my friend. Um, so I'm going to go, and this is, see, I, see, you were going for the like the, the basic ones, the straightforward. <laughs> don't fucking, like, oh, don't fucking these, call right? me basic. I understand, but I, it's got to be said. Usually, set, I right? usually okay. I do the cute shit, but no, on this one, I, like you're getting cute. That's Let's true. Yeah, one. you just went for like your like your hits, Let's right? Your non one hit wonders. Um, here, here's what I got for you. I'm gonna go with John Stockton's assist totals: fifteen thousand eight oh six. Okay, which is he played for nineteen years and he led the league for in assists for nine straight years, where he at, where he had anywhere between eleven hundred and nine hundred and sixteen assists in a season. I'll, I'll put a little question out there: What's what's Steve Nash? What's his highest year in, in assists that he's ever had? Last time I tried to guess a number, I was off by like two hundred and five. Doing ten, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like uh, two hundred and ten, but I, who's counting? Actually, let's uh, let's uh, ATL. Why don't you take a stab at this? You want to take a guess? I don't. No idea. Like no idea. That's not a stab. I have any clue. Let's say a number. You're only going to be on here once. I have a a reputation to uphold. A lot. A lot is a lot is not a number. Last time I checked, but it's less than 900. He he never had more than 900 assists in a season. And for nine straight years, John Stockton had between 1100 and 900 for nine straight years. So 1508.06 career assists total. In this game, in this league, where it's going, assists will always be there. Assists will continue to be there. But that stat is never going to get broken. It's it's a little like it's a little B fiddle support by the definition of the stat. Like it's it's kind of like right outside the spot. Like like it's assists. Like you're almost in. Like I get it, but it's not like it's there's like a level of sexiness not to it. But ATL, you go and score. What All do you right, think? look, or you can chime awesome. in first. When your when your argument is like, oh wow, that's too good. I think that you're talking about apples and oranges. Like you know, you've already lost UCLA winning seven championships in a row. Which, by the way, they're still the same national championships. 
Granted, they started at basically the Sweet 16 back then. Way different, completely, completely different, even beyond the one and done rule, which I don't think that's going to last much longer anyway. Look, John Stockton, lots of assists. Amazing stat. But there's somebody, some fucking guy's going to come along who's going to be just as amazing as John Stockton. You literally have, it's set up to fail that you would ever beat UCLA seven championships in a row. There's just no way. It's like next to 0% likely. You know, Absolutely, this goes to Brandon again. How many points, brother? 200. 200? <laughs> yes, oh, 200. Oh, my God. 200. Okay. So then, I, then, then, it, then I should just call out all the basic ones and say Cal Ripken's okay, 2,632 career straight starts. Yeah, that's I mean, more likely it, that's to the way get beaten score. in the championship streak. There's just no way. All right. Okay, then I'll say Boston Celtics career eight, eight straight all championships. Right. There's my one. There's my 200 points. Guess. It's the same thing. Ma, there's a guess in our presence. Don't don't lose your cool. Keep it. Uh, I see. Okay. I see. Right. I see you boilerplate. Okay. I see you boilerplate. And I got that's my pop partner. I gotta watch out for you. Like I gotta peel you back. I gotta talk to you. No, I'm just. I'm just. I'm out here mm-hmm. trying to give some some <laughs> some some real yeah. milestones that people think could be attained. Whereas everyone looks at seventh string yeah. and goes, "It's never gonna happen." It's, it's fa- the it's, the game's totally different. It's fascinating and it's second place. All right, moving on to right. our our top one. What do you got? I guess I, I'll, I'll, I'll come out of the gate and do it. If you thought you called me basic earlier, you better fucking be ready to rewind and use that word again. I'm going Joe DiMaggio's hitting streak at 56. Here's why. So it's 56. Uh, it's, I think all of us can agree. If you, once you get outside that like bullshit of just like triple axle and fucking like icing and everything, like the hardest thing to do in sports is to hit a fucking fastball. Uh, to do that game in the game out for 56 games straight, uh, the closest it's been come to in kind of our quote-unquote lifetime would be 2006 when Jimmy Rollins got to 38, and second place is 45. So even with even with a streak like this where it seems like it could be kind of tight, the distance between first and second is still a large gap. It still holds up. I think it's, you know, we were talking earlier about how sports change. I think out of all the sports, baseball has changed the least. And I think it's because it is more of a, you know, NFL, like human beings get bigger. And I think that affects the NFL. I think it affects the NBA, bigger, stronger, faster. I think it affects the uh, MLB the least out of all those. It's still, you still got to hit a baseball. You're still staying at the plate. And that's why 56 hitting streak is impressive and a milestone and will not be beat. But didn't, didn't a college kid from UFC hit 57 games in a row? I mean, didn't he already do that? So, I mean, check check your tape on that one. Uh, so, college, we're, oh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk fucking well, I mean, college. Saying, kids? I'm not saying I mean, he like, broke the streak. I'm just saying. I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's on, a YMCA. I'm sure there's a YMCA ADL. team that's won like 30 championships in a row and a boys and girls club thing that like. It's just like Look, we're, we're talking pro. I drank 57 straight beers at a softball league game once before. Okay, it can be done. So here's the, here's the thing. So uh, so clearly, judging by uh, ATL's judging track record here. Um, I shouldn't go anything that could just basically be usurped by some stud, somebody out there. Oh, you're going to change it on the, the spot? Oh, I'm going to change it on the spot. Yeah, because why not? Because I, I, my, I know my number one, Ricky Henderson's 1406 stolen bases, is just going to get clipped at the knees by ATLs. Well, some stud's going to come along, even though the game has changed and stolen bases isn't. And that's for you, Darren. I'm putting a baseball one at number one for you. <laughs> because the baseball landscape has changed and stolen bases aren't the same as what they were once before. So I I'm now going to go back. I'm going to see your 56 hitting streak, and I'm going to raise you 32. I'm going to go UCLA's 88-game win streak. It's not going to be ever broken again. It's a milestone among milestones. Winning 88 straight men's college basketball games in this today, 
in this era of today, never going to happen again. So you took my number two, did the lesser impressive thing about it, turned it into your number one in the face of oh, I'd the say, most right. Well, yeah, but I'd say it's I'd say it's more impressive, right? I mean, I, oh, then I could go on UConn's women's '90s straight, right? I mean, that's that's a, that's another one out there for you. Ain't no one talking women's basketball, and you know better than that. <laughs> All right, look. <laughs> I know that you have a long history of honorable mentions in your list. <laughs> I'm going to go with your Ricky Henderson one, and that's going to win. Ooh, okay, there you go. That's fuck. That's fucking pandering. He's going to get there 199 points and on ultimately lose 2-0. <laughs> 199, 199 to 201. I, I, I just uh, think, that, I think that he's, he's right in that it has changed. There aren't as many stolen bases. You, you literally backed up your claim by saying that baseball hasn't changed. If baseball hasn't changed, it's just as likely for somebody else to be able to, to do what he did. I, you know, I got to go with Paul on this one. Got me that. Uh, there you go. Awesome. Still take the W. Thanks for scoring that. You've scored it perfectly. A little <laughs> uh, I think, I think history will be unkind to this judgment. And I think we'll wait. <laughs> I think we'll wait for our, our, our nomabbers out there to come and, and praise me for my, for my thought. Speaking thinking of unkind, outside the box here. I don't, I don't like what the Neapolitan showdowns makes us do to each other. MA. I, I know like it's, it's, a, it's our one time where we argue makes, makes me afraid. Uh, Strawberry vanilla okay. chocolate, by the way. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. We're going into your segment. Uh, dial in all those numbers and give up your Cinco de Mayo for nothing, my friend. So here's your shot. Uh, ask MAB anything. What do you got for us? What do you want to talk about? Let's chat. Um, yeah, I got, you know, okay. Sports has been a pretty big deal to me in my life. And there has been this kind of a forlorn sense of, oh, I don't know, Foreboding, I guess you would say, uh, the future does not seem very bright for the two sports I care about, which is the NFL and college basketball. Both seem to be heading down a path that <laughs> by the time that I'm an old man, I might not have a sports team to root for anymore. I mean, the Kansas Jayhawks could be incredibly diminished. Um, it could be a glorified G League team by the time I'm that age. And football may cease to exist. You know, I mean... I, I love I love the most awesome segment of uh, uh, you know raising kids and, and giving us advice and and I'm just curious if most awesome would ever consider any of his children playing football in the CTE you know era that we have going. I know when we have kids, there's zero chance they're playing football. I loved playing football. Even I like right. read some of these reports and like my head starts to throw because of the, you know the placebo effect. <laughs> I just I, I feel like that I'm going to have to start following the NBA if I want to even be a sports fan by the time I'm an, an old man. I mean, do you think that these fears are unfounded? Uh, real quick, fun question. Um, you mentioned old man three times. Are you an old man right now? <laughs> no, man. I, well, people, can't, I am people don't know. Full of vigor and people, youth. <laughs> people don't and know. Piss and vinegar. They, they just they need to know. All right, still full of piss and vinegar. Copy that. He's a young, exactly. young man in old man's Exactly. Uh, once you jump on that, Emma. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, no, I would say I would say you're 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 100 right in your feeling of, hey, this is this is coming. The good times are coming to an end, right? I, I would sit there and and feel the same way. Uh, you know, a lot of people have compared football to the way kind of boxing is going, right? Because now people are. Uh, football will still be around, but will just be this uh, 
you know, kind of gladiator-esque sports that really people don't pay attention to. And then you've got money, greed, and corruption kind of uh, bastardizing the sport that they once love. Um, and then you've got college basketball, which really is on the precipice of they need somebody to come in there and get stuff corrected. Otherwise, you're not going to have the top flight talent staying in college. They're going to go off and try and get paid. So you have to think of some out-of-the-box ways to keep those kids in to make them want to come and play for a KU or a, a, a Georgetown or a UCLA or a Michigan, right? So you're not you're not wrong in that re, in that respect. I, I would say to answer your question, I think the the awareness of CTE on a whole for kids playing sports is gone through the roof. Um, I was listening to to Harbaugh's po- podcast. Uh, not too long ago, and you actually know what the highest incident of concussions are in youth sports? It's not football. Soccer. Soccer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because you got a lot. You got too many kids going out there doing headers when they're too young. Yeah. Exactly. Bashing either into the ball or into other kids and elbows, and you have a lot of incidences of of concussions in there. My a guy I work with, his daughter had too many concussions on her varsity or senior year of varsity soccer. And couldn't play anymore. So if I have a son and he wants to play football, I mean, chances are, is he going to go to the show? Is he going to play in the league? Probably not. So I don't know. Maybe the, the I played football. Anonymous, you played football. Brandon, did you play football in high school? Uh, I didn't. I was 5'2 until I was a junior in high school. That wasn't, oh, really? that wasn't, okay. that wasn't a need on the football team. <laughs> Hey, well, Rudy wasn't a need either, but you know, some way he found out a way to to, to cut the cloth there. So, but um, yeah, so I, I probably would let my kid play if they had a burning desire to play, but I just don't know if they're going to have a burning desire to play. And maybe the the landscape of football, if they're if they're if they're thinking about it in a, in a forward thinking manner to save their billion dollar enterprise, maybe there'll be some changes in in. 15 years that that could save it i don't see it on the horizon but maybe they could i'd like to see the numbers a little bit on what kids are doing now in place of football or if those kind of numbers are dropping because here's how i see shaking out so right now you know like a lot of people maybe right not right now but about like seven eight years ago i would say like in the nfl's heyday when it's really starting to cook with gas and we we're all into it it was you know these people knew the risk they were just getting updated on the risk and they would still do it because it's like my body is like early 20s, millions of dollars. Like, yeah, I'll destroy myself right now for the glory of right now. I think as a popular, so it's going to be kind of chicken and egg, like what's going to come first. As the popularity of the NFL starts to diminish or at least take a dip, the need to sacrifice your body to get in that ultimate spotlight is going to dip as well. So I think it's, it's going to, you know, it's the rules are going to change. It's going to lighten the product a little bit. And I, I don't think in... I think it's unfair to say in a bad way because I think ultimately, even if it's to save lawsuits or not from the NFL, it's ultimately going to be a safer sport. And that is not the sport we're used to and that is going to diminish the product and we're not going to want to watch it as much. And it's not going to be the same. And of these great athletes, what makes it great is I think NFL right now, or at least, you know, they're getting the best athletes that we have to offer. And I think those athletes are going to start going to other sports. Right. Yeah, and I think I think basketball is going to be one of them, um, and the NCA, if they're not smart, or if they're well, we know the NCAA is not smart, but if they're not thinking about it, they're going to miss gave, out on you a prime opportunity. You gave them an MVP last week, bro. 
That's because they got out of the way. They didn't do what the NCAA does, which is fuck things up. Um, yeah, I mean, if they're, if they're smart, they, they start thinking about creative ways to entice kids to come to school. We talked about it for, for an earlier podcast. Football players go to, co- go to college not because they want to go to the Ohio State University, because they, they go to college because they want to find the best place to showcase their talents to go to the league. And same thing with college basketball. That's what they're looking at. So if they're not, if they're not forward thinking and, and finding a way to kind of chip away at this stupid idea of an amateur athlete and not allow them to go out there and make money on the side or, or, or get paid for what their brand is, they're going to miss out on a whole bunch of people. They're going to miss out on a whole bunch of revenue dollars from the top flight basketball players going to other areas. Now, does that mean that they, I mean, you, you have, um, there's a Texas A&M kid who runs track who started a line of like, um, water bottles, like kind of high end water bottles that he was trying to sell on his own. The NCAA dove in there and said, you can't do this. You're a track athlete. This is infringing on your amateur status and thereby we're, we're getting rid of, right, exactly. It's, it's silly, Right, this guy had a good idea, is making money, and he just happens to be an athlete at Texas A and M running track. Uh, there was like a kicker for I think Central Florida, who also had like a YouTube page where page where he was getting a lot of revenue dollars from his YouTube uh, subscribers, right? Because of the ad sharing that was going on there. They jumped in there, threw their bodies up against it, and let it go. I mean, it's it's, it's foolish, right? So they need to really look at if these athletes have a marketable brand to allow them to go and, and, and see it through. Otherwise they're going to leave the door open for like a G league S to come in there and say, we're going to take your best and brightest and they're not going to go to college. They're going to go right into the G league. And we're already seeing it. Anthony Simmons, uh, out of Florida, a top flight recruit in next year's class. He's going to the G league. He's throwing his name in the draft. You know what I mean? That's it's more to come. Yeah. I think we kind of touched uh, on earlier episodes, just, what's kind of happening in the NCAA and it's for two different reasons, right? NCAA is kind of the money now, which coincidentally enough seems to be the flip side of the coin where money becomes in the NFL less important, which kind of makes that spotlight, which I think is what ultimately forces a lot of these kids, like they can afford to get those big contracts and a little, like they want to jump in that spotlight. And that's a reason where uh, they'll move on to other sports. Uh, Great. yeah, great little segment. Thanks for thanks for firing off. Uh, I I don't know the final thoughts on that. Uh, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, the NBA for you, anonymous tan laundry, kind of fills that void that's needed. Should these other sports so disappear. summary, we're all screwed. Right, I was gonna say we didn't really make you feel good about your answer yeah, there. Well, ask a better question. Anonymous. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> right, exactly. Two hundred more points to me. Okay, let's. Uh... Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait. Hey, why slow down? Okay, let's. Uh... Let's close it out here. Let's go to our MVPs and 60-second tail from the front. Oh, uh uh-oh, but most awesome, do we have a little bit of a surprise for ATL? We do. Uh, Our new segment, which is Meb About You. Oh, going to fire off a bunch of quick questions coming at you on the hot seat, ATL, on the hot seat. So get ready and answer well. All right, so going to have to go through a little quiz here. It's a little us. It's a little podcast, but you are loyal listeners, so you should prove fine. First one, on scale of one to this podcast fucks, rank it. Now that I'm a part of it? Whatever gives it a high score, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, it's fucks. It's oh, fucks. it's podcast fucks. There we go. Right. We'll count it. We'll count it. Right. 
Yeah, I'll take it. In a segment on MAMA Parenting Tips called Fuck Purell, um, Most Awesome talked about his brother-in-law possibly being a superhero. How did he gain that superhero power? Um, let's see. Was that the crawling around in garbage bins? That was the joke. It was a little bit before the joke. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was, was at, it was at a Holiday Inn swimming pool. He drank oh, that little trough. Right. That was outside. Right, exactly. That's, right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's minus 200 points. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> one, one for two. Uh, how much money is in your pocket right now? Zero. Who carries cash? Copy that. Uh, how much money do you have stored around your house in cash? Around my house? Yeah, Less than like ten dollars in change. Drawer? That who cares? Change. Change exactly. is useless, by the way. How much? How much Bitcoin do you have, and can we have it? <laughs> we, yeah. Long story short, we, we need you to Venmo us some cash. So that's uh, we're not going to give a point for that one. What is the uh, what's the official wine of the MAB Sports Podcast? Uh, Trader Joe's box wine. <laughs> it is Kung Fu Girl. But not that we're above Trader Joe's box wine. Pretty we'll good. take them as a sponsor. We'll, we'll drink all wines. I, I think ATL was trying to give us a little sponsorship there. I like it. I like you it. Yes. Come at us. Come at us, Trader Joe's. Good. Good thought. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a half point on that one. There, ATL. So you're at one and a half. Uh, what does DOF stand for? Oh God! It was like enemy of the podcast, right? Uh, or some kind of man. I don't remember. I do. I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> it's not math, but it's an acronym. Uh, Darren Original Frenemy. Uh, uh, who was the first was. official uh, friend of me of the podcast? Came out episode one pretty early in that episode. We told someone that we can't fucking stand them. <laughs> first enemy of the podcast. They're famous. They got injured. Oh, we forgot that on our Nostradamus list or on our... Um... Telemathic? Yeah. Yeah. We did. We forgot that. That's all right, though. <laughs> Talking about it now. It's, uh, it's Steph Curry. We said, fuck Steph Curry. <laughs> uh, how did Most Awesome and Brandana first meet in real life? Um, in a car, if I'm not mistaken. Boom! On the way to a basketball game. Basketball. Right. Although, was he not there at, um, was he not there at the Irish bar at Tom Bergen's when we all met you? I don't know. I was wondering about it. I don't think so. That's the first time I met you. That might have been after basketball also. Were you at that basketball game? We'll score it later. Uh, so that's three and a half points. Uh, that definitely, you are owed a t-shirt as soon as we get it. Thanks for coming on. Uh, what we'd like to do is... I look forward uh, to cutting yeah. the uh, sleeves off. <laughs> yeah, cut it off. Rock it out. How do you know that they uh, have sleeves to begin with? They shouldn't. That's, they shouldn't. That's, that's right. breezy. You know what? <laughs> Not above that. So, Mab, about you. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Okay, so let's go to... You got an MVP for the week, brother. You can go ATL. Oh, God. I, this is hard, man. Um, you know, at first I was going to be, like, kind to my friends. I'm friends with a couple producers. Jordy Altman won an Emmy for the talk this week, and... Dave Saldinger started season 12 of MST3K, which is a very special uh, show in my life. <laughs> and uh, But honestly, who I've got to get it to, give it to, is somebody I can't stand and um, have hated for most of my life. Um, and that would be one Quinn Snyder. Um, very hateable. Even if you're not a KU fan, he's very... I mean, we're talking, he played for Duke. He was a double major at Duke. He got a doctorate in law and an MBA from Duke. I mean, he's used all this education to go. He used all this education to go coach Missouri. Like, congratulations! And that failed spectacularly. It burned to the ground in uh, four wheelers and cocaine. I mean, it was 
bad. It cannot be undersold that what a colossal failure that entire situation was. It was too easy to even make fun of. We were just kind of like, yeah, you go, bro. And then he got kicked out of the country, basically. He had to be coaching in Moscow for a while. I mean, that's bad. And then worked his way all the way back years later to be the coach of the Utah Jazz. And, um, you know, all he did was just waltz right into Houston and win, win, beat the Rockets at home. Like, that's very impressive. And he's got Donovan Mitchell, one of the star shooting guards, you know, could have been rookie of the year, just a hair's breadth away. I mean, just very impressive. And, um, I mean, I don't know how live, quote-unquote, this podcast is, but I, I, you know, I think he lost uh, last night. But I mean, this is for last week. Like, this is just yeah. very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I still fucking hate the guy. Still got the hair of a right. prep school freshman, you know. He's still got sure. that weird goblin witch skin that whatever God wrapped Rick Pitino in. <laughs> like, he's really, yeah, he's, I mean, but, you know, but I got to say, MVP of the week, you know, but Quinn Snyder, I hear that Utah has the best snow in the world. Stay away from the snow. In fact, you know what I'm saying? Like, not, All right, good, uh, good, good, not that he could kill his undead Nosferatu Oh, we for, we almost forgot. How do we get through an hour fifteen of episode ten and not do it? Hey, uh, ATL, why don't you hit us with a little air horn? Awesome, brother. Awesome, fucking gamer. I love it. Uh, there you all right. go. Uh, most awesome. Who's your MVP of the week, brother? Uh, I'm going with uh, a gentleman, Brad Marchand. He's the left winger for the Boston Bruins. Because did you, say, did you just say Boston weird right there? Just say Boston. You do give well, me a little Boston. Yeah, I, I, did, I, did I mean to? I don't know. I just no, I'm, I like I'm a man of many many dialects. I don't know. Um, this motherfucker was a guy who got into a scrap with Ryan Callahan of the Tampa Bay Lightnings. So instead of dropping gloves and trying to tear you know the sweater over his head, what did what my boy Brad do? He licked him. <laughs> oh, that's fucked he up. He straight up licked him right in the face. So he's my MVP of the week, not for licking ryan callahan and he actually did this in the in round two or round one apparently too he's, he's not my mvp for licking the guy he's my mvp for finally giving the most awesome brand in a podcast a reason to talk about hockey thank you you know what that that earns it my mvp goes out to uh i'm gonna give a little shout out to one of the people kind of in the orbit they were on the film we shot i'm gonna give it to kyle ostrom uh and here's the reason why went out with a good friend of ours kyle smith and they went to a bar that's close to the office, went down having a few adult cocktails. Uh, the night turns a little late. Uh, this cute Australian girl walks in, uh, starts feeling vibe of Kyle Smith. They chat up a little bit. Kyle Ocean's looking over here. He looks back. Kyle Smith and the girl are making out. Kyle Smith is maybe had a little too many shots that he can handle, starts to leave without getting her number. And so Kyle Smith and Kyle Ocean are walking up the stairs, and Ostrom says, he's like, you get her number? He's just like, no, like, I totally forgot. Uh, Ostrom, being the ultimate wingman, sees her four blocks down the street and runs up to catch up with her and was just like, hey, like, my boy meant to ask for your number. He forgot to. He was just kind of, and she was like, thank God. Like, I hope he's going to ask. I didn't know it was weird. Like, he kind of didn't. And they went on a date last night. So that's a, that's a team player right there. Up for going and being like, hey, I don't, think you ultimately meant to do this but you know there's uh could be a little love connection so we'll see how that plays out i'll keep the podcast listeners updated Ooh, that's my mvp can we get an australia listen here in the in the future though could, it, could that yeah, happen besides i mean besides margot robbie 
who I assume is a loyal listener. Oh, she's a mabber. Total no mabber. Total no mabber. Uh, all right, Jim, give us one more acapella air horn, and then you'll get to tell your 60-second tale from the front. <laughs> Why is it so fun? <laughs> I know. All right, anonymous tan laundry on the clock. 60-second tale from the frat. Let's hear it. Okay, so uh, a couple uh, mabbers and uh, listeners that used to live with me at the frat um, decided that they were going to teach themselves how to improv rap. To <laughs> Not what I thought was going to be there. Okay. <laughs> and uh, they decided to start this every single night at around 1 o'clock in the morning, half-cocked, and plug in a microphone on the other side of the wall where my bedroom is. I mean, it's bad enough when you... <laughs> One of your buddies is like, hey, I know all the lyrics to Rapper's Delight. Would you like to hear them? Here I go. And you're like, no, please, please. Uh, you can't even stop them. But when there actually are no lyrics, and, to, and like, I'm just, I'm going to wing it. I'm just going to start. I'll think of them later. <laughs> and like, it's like every single star, song apparently starts with, yo, yo. <laughs> and this, I think went that, on, I... this went on for so long, and I about lost my fucking mind of just... People with a microphone through speakers, two o'clock in the morning, on the other when I'm trying to sleep in my bedroom, you know, freestyle rapping like a couple of white kids from Kansas trying to learn how to freestyle rap. I mean, you might as well have been like trying to teach yourself how to play the trumpet or something like yeah. you know, with like no instructions Not- whatsoever. And uh, and and then the worst thing about it is when you finally did figure out how to freestyle rap. The result of that is Jim Face clock time. So, like, it, it was bad from the beginning, the middle, and the end. It's just all around horseshit, really. Well, you brought up Jim Face clock time, so we're definitely going to have to have that play during this podcast, which will happen. Uh, this is the most awesome Brandana Sports podcast. Our guest has been Anonymous Tan Laundry. This has been episode 10. Thanks for listening. You can find us on iTunes. Subscribe, search MAB Sports. You can also send us a email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, leave us five stars. Leave a comment. Shoot Don't an forget email. Twitter. Don't forget Twitter. Don't forget Twitter. Tell them about Twitter, most awesome. You're lighting at, it up on Twitter. At, your, at, your Twitter game is tough. Exactly. At MAB underscore sports. There you go. Tweet at us. Tweet email at us, bro. Get on it. Tell people about this fucking podcast. Great episode 10. Thanks again, Anonymous Stan Laundry. Uh, that was most awesome. I'm Brandana. Uh, do you want to sign off most awesome? Go ahead. Anonymous Stan Laundry, sign off most awesome. Go. Bad most awesome sign off? I don't know. It's off. Like, it's, yeah, like, <laughs> See, it's not It's a easy. tradition. It's, it's a tradition. Now the, streak, the streak continues. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Get you drunk, cause you know I'm crunk Get up high, cause you know I can dunk And that's what I'm gonna do Gonna throw some shit right at it, you Like an ape, it might be my poo On your face, that's what you do Cause you're sick, cause you can't step to this 
You're out of my league in a fantasy Way below, under my toes Cause you can't throw them bows like me That's why you're four and three I five and deuce Like you know I can't call a truce Cause I'm all a warrior Cause you think James Ferrier's gonna make you win But you know you can't Cause you can't take that slant Yo, you're a weakened receiver I think I might take a reliever on your face Cause you know I got mace in my lineup That's the place to be Even four by weeks But you know I've made them right tweaks So I got one thing that I hear to say I love being your ass in a major way Before I go off and get me some tit Hey yo, molester fans, what time is it? It's chip face clock time, what time is it? It's chip face clock time, get me some tit. It's chip face clock time, yo, what time is it? It's chip face clock time, can you read those hands? It's chip face clock time, that face will make you shit your pants. Chip face clock time. Yo, what you gonna do? That's a sick face, that's your milieu. Look up that word, M-I-L-E-U. And an I, fuck you too. Yo, what time is it? I asked that like I popped a zit. And that's what I think when I'm seeing your face. Nasty shit is your place. Is something wrong with you that makes you look like that? Cause you know your shit is whack. What did happen? Did you sleep so wrong? Throw out your back like you was hitting bongs. Yo, I heard you wear a thong. Yo, you get no dong. It's about one inch from what I hear. And that's one thing that I gotta make clear it's in face clock time what time is it it's in face clock time let me get some tit What time is it? It's chip face clock time. Let me get some tip. It's chip face clock time. What time is it? It's chip face clock time. What'd you do to get this? Yeah. Oh. Put this on a necklace. Yeah. That's your face, dog. That's what I came to tell you. This is your face all day long. It's not just pictures. All the time, yo, I bring my rhymes Let you know something about making crime Is what you do You look something in the eye and it makes a poo-poo in the pants Cause you're scared of that You look like a demon, that's all whack I know you would want to come and combat But you're probably feeling fat Or something else about your quirky ways But you never get laid unless it's with an ex-girlfriend, yo I can't really throw that snow because I kind of do the same thing with Elizabeth. But we're not here to talk about that. That's death, lyrically. So one more thing. It's chip face clock time. What time is it? It's chip face clock time. I'm going to go get me some tea.